Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Welcome to the Broad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm good, mate. I've just uh, been sent uh, a sneak peek. Mind you, it might be out by the time the show comes out of uh, your <laughs> Nagakin uh, Capsule Hotel. Uh, not hotel, Capsule uh, sort of apartment building uh, video. Um, that's quite exciting. It's very exciting. I've spent all day yeah. sprucing it up, doing voiceovers, researching the building. Because I went and filmed the Nakagin capsule tower like a couple of weeks back, but mm. there's still so much I didn't know about it. Fun fact: the uh, it's got 140 capsules, right? And it mm. took 30 days to build it and what? assemble it. Oh, yeah. to assemble it all together. That makes sense. Yeah, well, it was prefabricated, which took like two years to do. Mm. They built all the capsules, and then in 30 days, they whisked them into Ginza in central Tokyo, stuck them up, and bang, there you go. Tokyo's no, best builder. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to build uh, a small, modest little um, studio in my cabin <laughs> at the end of the garden, and uh, I'm doing it all myself. And uh, that that I mean that has taken a uh, that is taking a long time. Um, so I, I feel for this engineering uh, bit of brilliance. <laughs> Mine's very much not modular though, because I've made some decisions about uh, the stud work that uh, will make it very hard to reverse everything I've done. <laughs> what have you done? Smashed in the Just wall with a hammer? Drilled stuff that I shouldn't have oh, drilled. No. Oh dear. You can't look much worse than the interior of the Nakagen capsule building. Um, (laughs) So you haven't seen it at this point. Our viewers hopefully have seen it because it came out Mm. a few days ago. But uh, honestly, it's an incredible building. The tragedy of it all is it looks amazing from the outside, but on the inside, it's just Mm. one big ball of asbestos. Like (laughs) the walls are moldy. There's asbestos literally everywhere. It's like my bath mat from Christmas that I had to chuck away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's it's a shame that the uh, the interior isn't quite what I hoped it would be. Um, mm. Interestingly, so it was built in 1972. It's been around 50 years. The idea of the capsule building, the capsule tower, was to change the capsules every 25 years so they'd all be mm. replaced, right? And it was part of this like architectural movement called the metabolism movement in the 19. 19- uh, 70s, the idea being that buildings should change over time, just like a plant, you know, the way a plant yeah. or a organic life form adapts to its surroundings. So should buildings. 
Sounds good on paper. Shit idea in practice. Um, <laughs> Especially because... when I guess architects and building uh, manufacturers, building owners, leaseholders, they 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 very much uh, have the opinion that you pump and dump. <laughs> I've, I've done my building now. Uh, it's done. Exactly. I'm going to walk yeah. away from it. I'm not. There's, there's no money in refurbs. <laughs> I know, right? And that's the kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know how to feel about it because all these like these three prominent architects got together in the 1960s. One was uh, Kurokawa-san, the guy who, uh, who built the, the tower. And they had like these great ideas about how they should make these structures that adapt and change and they can mm. change out the capsules and the Nakagin Tower and it'd be great. But really, practically, there's no way it could have possibly worked. Like to remove one <laughs> capsule, the whole thing could come tumbling down. You have to replace all the capsules at once. So oh, I don't okay. know what the hell they were doing. Like, it feels like <laughs> if they really wanted to do it, so you could remove a capsule, they did yeah. it the complete wrong way. It wasn't really yeah. designed for that. I didn't so realise that you had know. to replace them all at the same time. That would be uh, that would be quite some upheaval. But then it would only take 30 days to, to, to replace. So, That's true. Oh, I don't know. It's confusing, isn't it? It'd be quite weird, wouldn't it, seeing a whole building go down and go back up the exact same way, but with new capsules in the space yeah. of like 30, <laughs> 60 days, whatever. But yeah. uh, no, it's sad. Like uh, I, The building will likely be gone within the next one to two years because it's, uh, it's not in good condition. Nobody's really invested any money in it. And uh, now I think there's only 10 people living in it out of 140 capsules. Like uh, Most of the capsules are just destroyed with inside they're sort of moldy and horrible hmm. yeah it's a real shame it's a real shame yeah. but um you'll be gone by the time you yeah. come back to japan potentially oh, that, that, is a, that is a big shame never mind and the real shame is what with the uh the original olympics last year hmm. they were going to try and uh try and use the olympics last year to do an event and they were going to put the building in the event and sort of promote it and sort of encourage it to become a unesco world heritage uh structure so it's kind of protected, right? But because the Olympics were postponed a year, that didn't happen, and now mm. it probably won't happen at all. And so its fate is more or less sealed. So another casualty, event, unfortunately, of the COVID pandemic. I wonder what event would, uh, pandemic. would, would, would do. Uh, I wonder what event would sort of lend itself to be played inside the Nagakin um, capsule apartment building. T- uh, ping, <laughs> ping pong, maybe? Table tennis? <laughs> ping pong? Yeah, they weren't going to play the They going to do an Olympic event in the damn building. But Why not? That's the way you get UNESCO heritage status. Get get the ping pong played in there. Pete Donaldson's <laughs> fast track tips to getting UNESCO world heritage status. Damn right. Ping pong. Damn ping right. Ping pong in the building. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a real shame, but I'm glad. Yeah. I, I've wanted to go in there for like nine years, ever mm. since I saw it in that dodgy Wolverine film, I think, before I came to Japan. No, it was before that, but I, I saw it years ago, before I came to Tokyo, before I came to Japan, and I just assumed, ah, oh, all of Japan must look like that. Maybe it's got loads of cool capsule buildings, but there's only one and it'll got, be gone soon. And it's, it sort yeah. of sucks. But I'm glad I've been able to document it so people can enjoy it and watch it worldwide. And as I said in the video towards the end, uh, they are trying to preserve a few capsules. You can check out the campaign. I think it's a crowdfunding campaign to uh, rescue a few capsules in the, uh, in the description box of the video. So you can still play a part, Pete. Donate your yeah. precious money. Okay, save fine. a few capsules. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Also, I've done my foot in. I'm an idiot. I'm, oh, I hate myself. Oh, Chris, you've rolled your I've ankle out here. How do you do oh, that? <laughs> it's it's so lame. I was sitting on my foot while I was editing the Nakagin mm. capsule tower video, and uh, I must have sat on it for an hour because when I stood up on it, it was numb. And I stood on it, and my foot, I looked down. I felt this incredible pain, and my foot was entirely sideways. 
Uh, it wasn't supposed to be that way. Uh, anyone <laughs> and... who listens to podcasts that I'm on, I'll always sort of say that my most hated thing is a rolled ankle. I hate seeing people roll their ankles, break their oh, ankles, that's horrible. snap their ankles. It is horrible because I used, I did it so many times. I like my on the pitch. Every time I played football on the pitch, I would just sort of roll my ankle all of the time, and I'd just be in agony. It'd be horrible, and it's just uh, it's just one of those things that like once you do it once. Your foot's never the same, and it just makes. Oh, don't, say that. <laughs> don't say that. I don't say that. Have you got any tips for repairing my foot? Just put it up and put it on ice. Ice baby, yeah. Ele- ice elevation, baby. elevation, uh, compression, and ice. Well, I'm supposed to be going on a bloody road trip with your favourite YouTuber Connor C Dog VA later this week. And... Well, he'll have to look after you. Oh fuck! He'll have to say, "I'll take over the." Uh, the controls of the car, Chris. Oh, you can rest up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if something should ever happen to Connor, at least we could just replace him with you and put a mask on. <laughs> Chris, uh, I really think you should be taking more ibuprofen for your foot. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I hope it goes well. Like, uh, I'm supposed to be the driver. and uh, oh, no. I no. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work now. Well, I'm a recent a kind of... I'm a recent sort of drivey man, and uh, it's quite tiring, <laughs> isn't it? Like, it doesn't matter how long you're going for, whether it's a trip to the Wicks, or a trip to B&Q, or a trip to the Range, or a trip... Basically, all of the um, DIY shops in the greater South End area uh, I visited over the past few weeks and months. And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite tiring, isn't it? I don't know how I'd be able to do, like, a long journey. I see why people absolutely load up on coffee at the Wild Bean Cafe. Are you sure you got your? Are you sure you've got your chair the right distance from the pedals? Because that like makes it, if, you, if you've <laughs> like too far you? away or too cl- close, that'll yeah. really make your legs ache. So I'm Fiddle very tense though as well. I I, right. I happen to think that although I have only recently a couple of weeks ago um, learned how to drive, I don't think I should be allowed on the roads. So I'm very tense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the point. Like you're probably worried about crashing right off the car. Yeah. I think statistically. Most people do crash the car in the first year or two or have like some sort of incident after they've passed. So oh, no. You've got to be on the ball. You've got to be careful, Pete. What's it, what do you have to do? If you do I presume you've had a crash before. Um, what no. do you, like, what, you see, you never have to sort of take anyone's insurance details. Nope. You never have to sort of chat. What, I mean, I am such an awkward gentlemen and i don't like yes. talking to people at the best of times how am i gonna go sorry i crashed my car into your car but you know about to happen in it well, just just i've just passed <laughs> they're gonna you're gonna crash into the back of someone they're gonna go right. get out of the car and be like oh you bastard what oh wait is it pete from the broad japan yeah oh, i was going you're not getting a freebie out of me mate you're not getting a freebie out of me get on cameo <laughs> if you want a fucking if you want a selfie get on get cameo, on cameo. <laughs> oh, you'll be right. Just be like, it's me, Pete from the Football Ramble slash Abroad Japan podcast slash IGN yeah. sometimes. Okay. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go with that. <laughs> but honestly, I have no idea. And I, I don't want to crash and find out. So mm. if it does happen to you anytime soon, let me know. Keep me posted on what to do if you crash. <laughs> I, enjoyed, <laughs> oh, I enjoyed very much. Uh, somebody sent us a video of... Um, in Japan, there was a new kind of train uh, about to come round this corner. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, uh, I'm just sort of thinking about people getting unbelievably angry at strangers. Uh, there was a there was a train, a new train that was on the line. And it was just coming around the corner and all these train um, aficionados, train geeks, were like uh, waiting to take this picture, this magnificent picture of this train coming around the corner. And at the same time, 
this guy gin on a bike just comes out of the corner of the train and starts waving at the cameras. And oh my God, the camera people were so fuming. They were kicking off like you wouldn't believe. They were so angry that this guy had mugged them off on their on their big moment. <laughs> it kind of went viral that moment. It was all over Twitter. Yeah. It was all over every Japan-related news feed like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of felt sorry for the guy because he came round <laughs> and he waved at the cameras, which probably shouldn't have done. But you don't mess with train enthusiasts in Japan. No, and they went really mental. Don't. They like circled him. He's, I'm glad he, he's lucky to escape in one piece. I think most people were kind of like amused and bewildered by how angry everyone was angry at him. Everyone, it wasn't really yeah. his fault. It was just unfortunate timing. And uh, <laughs> I did see a follow-up video where some people went to his restaurant because it turns out he runs a restaurant. I'm not sure which country he's from. I think he might be Italian, but I'm not sure. Right, he, okay. he, uh, he runs a restaurant, though, and the food looks quite good, to be fair. And everyone was very supportive of him. So it might Aww. be a good little boost for his, his restaurant business. So it was a, <laughs> a genius move coming around that corner and ruining the train photo for everyone at Enoshima. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that. <laughs> That'll be you one day. It's a, it's a yeah. really nice picturesque train that runs at around Enoshima Island in uh in just south of Tokyo. Beautiful island. Right. Lots of cats. Okay. We went there for the cat documentary, but I don't think it made the final cut because it's supposed to be cat. another cat island. The final <laughs> cat. That could be the sequel title for Cat Nation. <laughs> we went there, right, looking for cats. And we must have spent three or four hours stumbling around in fucking circles. Didn't find a single cat. I think it was like one. And I was uh, like, why have we come here? And we went to like three different cat cats. islands. Bloody cats. <laughs> that damn documentary. The elusive cats of Cat Island. <laughs> I like oh, cats, dear. but that island, there's no cats. we got a story <laughs> here from Lisbeth from Denmark. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. I wanted to share a story from my trip to Japan a few years ago. It was a fantastic trip, but in Kyoto, I got a slight irritation in one of my eyes. Well, that sounds like you, Pete. Didn't you have that mm. in Kyoto? Yeah. I, uh, I infected the curse of My head went big. <laughs> Your head went big. Yeah, head sounds big. like sounds like Riotero. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I got a slight irritation in one of my eyes, so I figured some mild over-the-counter eye drops might be a good idea. Initially, I asked in Family Mart if they had eye drops of any kind. No one spoke English there, but they managed to direct me to a pharmacy. Arriving at the pharmacy, an employee in the aisle gestured to me that she would help me and was available. My mother, who I travelled with, and I, uh, not knowing how else to explain my problem, both pointed at my, <laughs> both pointed at my eye and said, "Ow, ow!" and mimicked putting drops in my eye. A few minutes of confusion ensued. Nobody understood our sign language uh, or our English either. The employee, the employee, then disappeared for a few minutes and came back with no joke, one of the biggest books that I've ever seen. She looked at me and made small mutterings of concentration and flicked to a page in the book and showed me. I looked at the open page and it was and it was full of black and white drawings of people depicted uh, from suffering different ailments, pains, and irritations. I think the first page she showed me was to do with stomach trouble, so I said no, no, no. She then flicked onwards until we got to the eye section, which again had several subsections. This involved much more flicking of pages in the big book. Through the illustrations, we managed to narrow it down to the drops that I probably needed. It was very surreal to visit the store as it happened with no dialogue, only Mr. Bean-style noises. I left the store with a product with writing only in Japanese. I took a leap of faith and used it, and luckily the effect was good. Have either of you been subjected to the big book of ailments while at the Japanese pharmacies? <laughs> Best wishes, Elizabeth from Denmark. 
Good God, that sounds stressful. Bloody that hell. That does sound stressful. So is it me? Mimi means ear. Is it me means I? Uh, meh. Oh, is that not? Meh. Meh. meh right, meh. okay. I yeah, see. Yeah. Well, like, I remember sort of going in and I'm, I think I may have, because I went to, walked into a hospital to see if they could help me out. And then they sent me to an eye hospital and I was like, I've just, I, it took me so long for them to explain where the eye hospital was. I think I'll probably just go to the pharmacy. Um, and by which time I'd already Googled what, you know, what eye drops are in, uh, in Japanese. So for, for the longest time I had this sort of yellow plastic vialed, um, uh, eye drops in my medicine bag uh, that right. I took all around the world with me. <laughs> I bought in Japan. I was like, oh, they're, they're, they're quite useful. Because people actually, in America, they seem to use sort of eye drops a little bit more. Like people mm. who are, are, are weed enthusiasts, they uh, they get back on top without like their, their red irritated eyes uh, by using eye drops. But it's not something that I sort of have used a, a whole bunch. They're um, in films a lot, aren't they? There's always a character who's mm. got eye drops randomly and they stick them in their eyes, yeah. but... I don't think I've ever used them. Well, I've used them in years, but I don't know yeah. what eye medicine is in Japanese. I would have struggled with that, to be honest. I would have yeah. said, like, oh, my eye's painful in Japanese. My Help eye's me. painful. My eye hurts. Ah. Well, <laughs> I hate going to pharmacies in Japan because the, you know, the medicine's just completely in kanji characters. It's and a you kusuri. Spend ages. It's kusuri, yeah, but, like, you just... It's hard to narrow it down to the kasuri you want, right? <laughs> and uh, it's not fun. And and convenience stores don't have any medication, really. No. Uh, so you do, do have do to go to have a dedicated like, pharmacy. Do they have light painkillers? They have paracetamols and stuff, the old 7-Elevens? I, I want to say that they do. Oh, a little bit of In most gel, cases, no. They don't. No. No, they don't. Right. It's they not like the UK kind of or anywhere medicine. else. They just yeah. have like those hawky medicines you get in the little uh, bottles and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 difficult, and there aren't many sort of twenty four hour kusuri uh, sort of mm. um, dispensaries either. So it's kind of it's it it's probably worth if you suffer from something quite a lot, get the uh, get the model or make of of the medicine you need uh, in Japanese <coughs> or bring some with you, I guess, but have it written down just because I. Um, I swear by the sleeping tablets, Daruel, Daruel, mm. uh, and I know it, I know the box because it's got a little cat with big eyes going. Oh, I'm so sleepy now, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I always know to get those when I'm over there because they're pretty good to to get you down. They're just like a strong antihistamine. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Just figure out what you need before before you go and uh, and get them written down, or maybe try and find a, a pack shot of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Always get the 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 medication you need before coming to mm. Japan because it won't be fun coming here and sorting <laughs> it out. I can fun. tell you now, like, it's yeah. bad enough with Japanese. Without Japanese, it's a bloody nightmare. Yeah. Although I kind of want to see this book now. I want to see the Big Book of Ailments. The Big Book of <laughs> English Ailments. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it must take literally hours to go through that damn book. But uh, <laughs> well, especially when terrifying. you start with the stomach, even though they've been pointing at your, their eyes for about ten minutes. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. Convenience stores, discipl- like, they do everything. You can print anything, you can buy anything, but you can't get medication. It's the one <laughs> letdown of, of convenience stores. Yeah, <laughs> idea. So we got uh, a story this week that's not overly good. Well, not overly. It's, it's a terrible story, really. Uh, mm. A 36 year old man was arrested after a stabbing spree on a Tokyo commuter train that left 10 passengers injured. Um, and it got. It was all over the place, you know. There's mm. every now and then there's a, a, a terrible stabbing crime that takes place. Uh, most famously, a couple of years back, a, a guy went on a rampage through a, a disabled 
home and uh, killed quite a lot of people. But uh, what made this one stand out was that uh, he was attacking women that looked happy. And so if you look at all the headlines, it was all like, uh, you know, stabbing spree suspect attacks happy looking women. Um, and this 36-year-old chap, this Yusuke Tsushima, uh, went on a rampage, stabbed 10 people, and he said that uh, he'd fantasized about killing a lot of people on a train for some time, particularly women, because he'd been uh, jilted uh, or he'd, he'd been sneered at by female students in club activity at his university. Uh, and since then, he'd been har- harboring the idea of stabbing glamorous women and the men that were with them. Um, terrible crime, uh, really fucked up. Son of a bitch, and it's really horrible. Have you? Did you see this news story anywhere? Though? Did it make its way to the UK? I did. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Kind of. I think because of the Olympics as well, and obviously it was a, a, yeah, a Tokyo yeah. commuter train. Uh, ten ten passengers are injured. Luckily, um, I don't think anyone's uh, lost lost their lives, but obviously, I think one uh, is more seriously injured than than any other. But ho- hopefully, yeah, it won't be. Yeah. Um, it won't be life like life changing injuries. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? I, you know, we go back to the reasons why I wouldn't want to. <laughs> live in Japan for any time it's it's not it's frequently like it's pretty much every week we do a story about um some absolute fucking maniac and male mm. usually uh who's who's uh who's just you know I mean to, what's encouraging is stuff. this sort of thing is is pretty rare like obviously oh, you know, yeah, it does definitely. happen but uh it, it, there's still a lot more crime in the UK and and Japan for the most part it's a very safe country. You can walk around at night. And mm. It's great. You don't have to worry. But occasionally you do get a horrendous crime. And it's it's often there's a really twisted motivation mm. uh, by the attacker, in this case, going after women. Uh, apparently someone, he wanted to, he was trying to target a female employee at a shop uh, in a commercial complex in Shinjuku. Um, but the shop was closed so he couldn't get her. So he decided to go on the train and attack people. He then right. ran to a convenience store where it was being reported on the news and he handed himself in and sort of said, I'm tired of running. I'm the one who's been going, stabbing people, call the police, whatnot. But uh, Japan does, of course, have the death penalty. I don't know if he'll get it because as uh, at this moment in time, nobody's died. But uh, yeah, it's all very, uh, it's all very grim and very unpleasant. Mm. And, uh, and, and again, it's one of those things uh, where they really don't have any kind of, um, much mental health uh, kind of provisions in it there, so which, yeah. which possibly could have could have caught it. But you know, you get this in every developed nation and undeveloped nation. You you, you get the it's. It, I think um, the mayor of uh, London, Sadiq Khan, sort of said, you know, that this is unfortunately the price of living in inner city. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people together. Um, these things uh, do happen, and you know, you've got to look at the figures. That that's exactly what does happen, um, and it's obviously not as bad as. Uh, America, when when they you know they have their mass shootings and stuff like that, and it it just shows that it's uh it it's a lot harder to 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 kill people when you're when you haven't got access to uh, to to um you know munitions so to speak. So you know, mm. thank heavens for the small graces in that in that area. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I think he used a box cutter, some sort of. Mm knife for this it wasn't like a full-on bloody katana situation i think that's what a lot of people envisage when it's ever a stabbing in japan people immediately think oh it's gonna be a samurai sword right right yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. it's never that it's never quite on that scale um it's just i hope they uh, recover from their injuries anyway and uh, absolutely not see that guy again but uh you know for the most part i maintain that japan is uh is a very safe country and of course uh, it is 
I think, especially Tokyo, you know, there's, there are some dangerous neighbourhoods that we've talked about. Heaven knows Shinjuku's Kabukicho districts scamming people or Rapongi. But I've been here nine years and I, I don't think I've ever seen a fight. I have seen people, unfortunately, who've definitely undergoing some unpleasant mental health situation. Mm. I remember I was in Yokohama once and I saw a, a woman running down the middle of a four-lane highway just screaming at the top of her voice. And I didn't, it was quite, it was quite surreal. But uh, another time a guy just walked into a Starbucks in uh, Sendai and just kicked over like every chair he could find until he had to be restrained. So these things happen. But uh, for the most part, I maintain Japan is, uh, is a very safe country, apart from these horrendous crimes that uh, pop up every now and then. But at least, yeah. at least he got caught on the day that it happened. So that's the good news there. Uh, we'll be back with the Fax Machine, your questions and stories in a moment. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Now we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? 
We got a message from Jacob. Hello, Jacob. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, this is Jacob from Woodbridge, Virginia, USA. Earlier this year, my friends and I decided to take advantage of. Uh, oh, am I writing? Am I reading out last week's? Uh, I am. Aren't I reading out last week's email. Hey, good day to you, Chris and Pete. You're fine. Christina Seckley from USA. Uh, you have mentioned several times how hard it is to rent in Japan. I was wondering, can foreigners own property in Japan? Uh, thank you, Christina Seckley from uh, USA. It's it's difficult, but not no. impossible, is it, Chris? Especially because it's kind of like uh, it's um, the, the the properties are rather cheap, but they're not worth shit, are they? <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> it's actually easier to buy a property than rent in a lot of cases because when you right. rent, obviously you've got obligations and uh, you're paying someone, and they want to make sure that as a foreigner living in Japan, you're not just going to run off, board the next British Airways flight, and go away and leave lots of unpaid debts and things. But uh, yeah. buying a property is easier if you have the money. You don't have to take out a mortgage or anything. Obviously, if you need a mortgage, another another roadblock there. But if you've got a, a briefcase with $100,000 in it and you come to Japan, <laughs> you can get a house there and then. I think it's pretty easy from what I understand. Um, I was shocked when I found that out as well. But, um, yeah, it's doable. And yeah. certainly in the countryside, house prices are – phenomenally cheap when compared to North America or the UK or most of Europe. So yeah. it's kind of encouraging. If you do want to buy somewhere in Japan, you can. But of course, <laughs> you need to try and get a visa that's not a tourist visa so you can be <laughs> yeah, here longer than indeed. three months to enjoy it. But uh, no, it's doable. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Cool. Um, and a lot of people have started. I know quite a few people that have bought a house and renovated it and turned that into a big project. So could be do could be do like could be done. And um where I used to live in Yamagata, there's there's loads of empty houses. A good friend of mine was just given a, a, basically a mansion, a mansion-sized house because the owner of it was bored of it and didn't want to be there anymore. Um, mm. So I have a very different approach to buildings here, uh, particularly in the countryside. I think part of the reason is they do knock down houses a lot more frequently every sort of right. four to five decades, whatever, a house will be brought down and then rebuilt. So it's the land where the valley really is when it comes to uh, buying property in Japan. Hmm. We've got one here from Kushal. It says, Dear Chris and Pete, I'm Kushal, a university student in Singapore, originally from India. I recently watched the movie Perfect Blue, a Japanese psychological thriller from 1997. Love that film, Satoshi Kon. Great guy. Uh, it's about an idol who struggles to discern delusion from reality. Uh, the movie prompted me to look into the negative side of the idol culture, and I was horrified to learn about the abysmal working conditions dating bans, and rampant minor sexualization in the industry. What do you guys think of the idol culture in Japan? Best regards, Kushal. Wow, I'm really hitting all the topics today. I I <laughs> don't really like the idol culture. I'm not really a fan of it. Um, I I um, did a video with an idol group a few years ago, and then tragically a few years later, the, uh, the girl in the video, uh, who was in the idol group Kispy, she uh, took her own life. And I'm not entirely sure on the circumstances around that, but uh, yeah, she was very young. I think she was under 20 when she uh, when she took her life. So that was tragic. God knows what she'd gone through. But you do hear a lot about uh, idol girls that uh, sort of go into the industry, think it's going to be great, and then reality hits them and it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. Like I don't mm. think it pays well. You've got to engage with a lot of bizarre characters at times i'm not saying all idol groups are weird you know there are some ones that i think are pretty normal and i think they do make good music but for the most part it's a part of the culture i don't really understand i don't really i'm not really a fan of and um you know i think i told the story of how 
it, a lot of um, people are encouraged to buy albums, right, for mm. idol groups, right? And uh, when you buy an album, you get like a ticket that enters you into a lottery to meet the girls. And uh, so they encourage you to like buy loads of albums, like for AKB48. It's a money-making machine. But uh, a friend of mine worked at an event looking after the girls and whatnot. And one of the events was to shake hands with the idol group girls, basically, and to shake their hands. Mm. And to shake their hand for five seconds, you had to buy an album. And one guy had, like bought 25 albums and he just... <laughs> stood there and shook this shook girl's and hand. Shook and shook Shook the hand for endless amounts of time while my friend's friend of a friend stood there and timed it, basically, to make sure he didn't go over his uh, specially allotted moment of time. But, um, no, it's... Not it's, awkward. It's, not awkward, it's is not it? Awkward. <laughs> not awkward at all. But then, there was a story a few years ago where the girl got, like, someone sent a gift to a girl in an idol group. She sent the gift back. Uh, which is very taboo and very rude, right, in Japanese culture. Someone gives you a gift to send it back is a big deal. It's a very big insult. But nevertheless, he went very far and he saw he, he attacked her with a, a knife or a saw. Uh, it was a very ridiculous I think it was situation. In Japan at that point. It, was, it was one of AKB 48, wasn't it? I mean, I think, I think it um, was, yeah. I mean, all of these kind of like, even like K pop stars and stuff, you look at these young lasses and stuff, and they uh, they're just you know, born into this fucking world and they just train and train and train for like mm. a decade before they're even considered to be the final, um, you know, your final form, so to speak. And, and, and they're, by which time they're, they're so deep into this weird kind of murky world where the only mm. people who really win are the people who are stumping up the, 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 the coins to, to, to kind of like speculate um, on this like lottery of, of, of people's mm. affections. It's a, it's a very, very murky. We think that our pop music is murky and, 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 and cynical and creepy, but good God, the, the, <laughs> the, the massive amounts of uh, money sloshing around in, in in Japan and uh, Korea and places like that for successful and non-successful yeah, bands, yeah. it's uh, it's 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 really difficult. And for everyone, a lot of lies. And for every member of the idol group who hits the big time and you know becomes mm. number one, there's a lot. You know, there's dozens mm. of other idols who are being very much exploited and uh, yeah. probably regret later on going through it or in the first place. Like yeah, I understand I the fundamental underlying concept of the idol group when it was originally kicked off. I think in the 70s uh the idea was to meet you'll be able to meet the artist right yeah um whereas typically you have an artist you never get to see them or meet them unless you're pete donaldson you work for absolute radio and you get to interview everyone from <laughs> liam gallagher to ed sheeran but for the most part we don't get to go anywhere near them right uh we never will mm. but the idol the idea behind the idol group culture was you get to meet them and i think that mm. seems nice in practice but then when you've got a lot of maniacal obsessive fans is it a good idea to let them go near and we've seen the answers no in a lot of occasions <laughs> probably but, uh, not <laughs> yeah but that's a really good film i recommend perfect blue and uh it's a very a very twisted film but an absolute mm. masterpiece have you seen it perfect blue no 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 check it out next time you get covid <laughs> next time you get covid Pete, and you've got another day off don't play video games yeah. watch perfect nice blue by satoshi nice Kong. to have a day off on it nice to have a day off <laughs> uh we got a message from kevin from the uk former sendai jet from back in 2008 to 2010 i also lived in tokyo from uh, 2016 to 2018 i moved to bangkok Ooh. in 2018 and i was going back to japan almost every month before the c word hit our world i've not been in japan for 18 months now and i can't see any way of getting back this year but i'm absolutely desperate to return my question is for pete what are the first things you'll do when you next get back to japan keep 
keep the amazing work. Uh, gents, I don't know, man. Like it's it's. Um, I'll obviously be hanging out with my boy Chris, do, doing some odds oh, and sods, recording some uh, podcasts in uh, hotel rooms, driving me around like, with a newfound license. Driving you around, yes, with my newfound license, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I'd like to go out an hour and see see what's going on down Ooh. there because I've never. I just have to take a take a week of just chilling out next to the. Can beach. I come with you? Lovely. Can I be? Yes, yes. My go to. We'll get we'll wear speedos and just hang out on the beach. <laughs> oh, I love Okinawa. I've got to go back as well. I, I remember mm. the last time I went. It's just surreal. I went snorkeling, and I've got like a video about it that I always forget about, where it's just like me <laughs> snorkeling like a poor, like just snorkeling about, flailing about underwater. It's really quite fun. <laughs> the sea, cool. The, right, this is a crazy thing. Uh, mm. Like in the UK, we can't see anything in the water. Right, it's very much yes. opaque. In Okinawa, you can see so far underwater. It is in, it's it is incredible. Like the graphics are amazing. It's, it's so good. Ray tracing. But like no, you yeah. can see like so far, and it's both beautiful and exciting and wonderful, and also quite terrifying because you just picture like a shark coming out. Like in the UK, if you get in the water, you're never going to see the shark coming. It just happens. But in Okinawa, mm. you can see it coming. Lovely. So I hope it doesn't. But you're gonna love Lovely. it. Lovely. It's gonna be amazing. Stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Sunday to do all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week. Check out the capsule video. And for now, guys, have yourself a good day and a good rest of the week. <laughs> I've life. lost my train of thought. I haven't drunk <laughs> enough coffee and the pain in my foot is exceptional. A How guy got, got in front of the train of thought. Can't see it. <laughs> <laughs>